I don't know how many things have to happen to a person in a person's life before you say, oh, I get it. I get it. I don't know how much shit has to be proven to a person right in front of your fucking eyes. Shit that people, if you spoke it, would deny and tell you you're crazy. But it ain't about what a motherfucker say. It's about what you see. And I don't know how many times you can witness some shit happen in life, especially some shit that ain't motherfucking right. Before you say, okay, I see how this is going. Well, that same shit happens with God. On some real shit. Christians, I know y'all probably ain't going to want to hear this. But the truth is the motherfucking truth. And what I'm speaking right now is the motherfucking show enough downright truth. It may not be your truth. But that don't have shit to do with the fucking fact that it is truth to someone else. I question all the time. All the time about... How God does certain people. About is God really that motherfucking good? What is he really fucking about? And it gets proven to me. Continuously. That God really ain't about too much of shit. In certain people's lives. In certain people's eyes. And when I say that. I say that with Fucking proof. <coughs> With hardcore. Proof. With proof that cannot be motherfucking disputed. Proof. God takes care of motherfuckers. Some. This doesn't apply to everybody. But for some people. God takes care of motherfuckers who certainly don't deserve the good graces that they fucking get on some real fucking shit on some real fucking shit I'm going to just tell you a story not a short short story I'm going to just sum it up because if you've heard my podcast from before about um, it's a special edition I think it's called it's about an hour and a half almost two hours long Talking about the things that I've been through in my life and when I was married and the trials and the tribulations, the unnecessary trials and tribulations that I faced as a wife back when. The shit that I went through that I should not have had to go through considering I had a fucking husband at the time who was more like a fourth child. Somebody who I have... <clears throat> and this is not, I'm not telling this story to put anyone down. I'm telling the story to make a fucking point. But then again, if the shoe fucking fits, then they step bitch up and, and wear it. But now, I <clears throat> went through a lot of shit. Like I said, with a husband who was more like a fourth child in my situation. Went through a lot of unnecessary shit. Did a lot of shit on my fucking own and was married. Go fucking figure. Struggled my ass off. Married. Pulled the train by my motherfucking self. 
until I couldn't take no fucking more. And I got the fuck on. But it didn't change what the fuck happened. Yeah, you go on about your life, you move on about your life, fuck yeah you do. But it don't change shit about what has already fucking taken place. So I say that to say, after thinking about all the stuff that I went through, and how he left it 98% on me to play not only my role, but his role as well in taking care of our fucking family. Someone who <clears throat> could not keep a fucking job to save not only his own life, but the life of his fucking kids. Someone of which I've told so many motherfucking times. Do the same thing right now with me that you would have to do if you was on your own out here in this world. And that's just survive. I didn't have any type of, you know, big time motherfucking request. Just help us survive. Me, you, and our three babies. And he couldn't do it. He just couldn't get it right. He just couldn't get it right. He couldn't keep it going for shit. And I struggled. And I did what I had to do for my fucking family. I did a job of two by my motherfucking self. I'm not saying that shit to brag and boast because it ain't shit to brag and boast about at fucking all. And like I said, here we are in 2022, almost 2023. So you go forward, but it don't change shit about what happened. So needless to say, long story short, I don't have much respect for my ex-husband, my kid's father, as a man. And I have a lot of resentment towards him considering our past. So I was just walking through my living room, back to my bedroom, and I walked past my youngest son talking to one of his friends about um, PlayStation 2K22, I guess, or 2K, whatever the hell it's called. And he was telling one of his friends how him and his dad was talking about money, and his dad showed him a um, his bank statement. That currently has $5,000 in it. And how he said he asked his dad, can he get 100 to get this game? And his dad told him no. Now, he, can, he got the right to tell him what the fuck he wanted to tell him. Even though I think that's pretty fucked up considering you got bank in your goddamn shit. But nevertheless, I'm not here to rule nobody else's money. But this is just something I heard my son. I overheard my son say, and it's funny how God always puts me in the fucking right place to hear this shit. Because to me, it's a slap in the face. Call me bitter. Call me whatever the fuck you want to call me. But whatever the fuck I am, I think I have every fucking right to be. I'm entitled to my feelings. Because it's funny as fuck to see that today, they daddy been working for the city for over 10 fucking years. So for somebody from his past who had his three children and this motherfucker couldn't keep a motherfucking job, let alone money in his motherfucking pocket. Let alone motherfucking a dime in his motherfucking pocket. Back when me and his me and him him was together when our children were small. <clears throat> to hear that this motherfucker, to see today that this motherfucker got a good job for over a decade. I was lucky if the motherfucker was able to hold a job for 10 motherfucking days. When we was together. No fucking lie. So to hear that he has a job that he's been on. For over a decade, you got money in the motherfucking bank, and you just bought a house. 
not too long ago. Well, lucky motherfucking you. Good for you. Good for motherfucking you, you piece of shit. Because that's what he'll always be in my eyes. Because I had your kids. And I begged, I plead. My father came over to my house one night to talk to him about it. My daughter is stressed the fuck out. And what are you doing besides sitting on your ass? He started crying. He started crying. So to know that then that's just a piece. That's not even scraping the motherfucking goddamn, not even scraping the surface. Not even close. It's just a fucking window into the type of shit that makes me look at him the way that he do. And to make me look at God the way that he do. Because I, me, I'm still on my own. I'm still struggling. I'm still just trying to fucking make it as best I fucking can. Trying to keep my fucking head above water. So to hear shit like that, I hate on nobody. I really don't. But if you want to call this hating, call it what the fuck you want to call it. Makes me no motherfucking difference. Good for you, happy for you, but it's pretty fucked up. It's a, it's a, to me, it's a slap in the face by not only him, but God too. Because God makes sure that I fucking hear these fucking things. On top of the fucking fact that you couldn't even slide your son a hundred dollars, nigga. But you could take your bitch. And there's a reason why I don't call her a bitch because she's with him. Because trust me, when I left him, I put that trash out and I ain't never looked fucking back. So please don't think that I'm calling her a bitch because I want it to have anything to do with him. She, I have personal reasons why I call her a bitch. And if you've listened to any of my other podcasts or if you go back and listen to my podcast, it explains exactly why I refer to this bitch as a bitch. And it has nothing to do with my kid's father. So let me say, so let me go back to where I was going to with this. I just had to make that quick disclaimer. But you can take your bitch and do whatever the fuck y'all do. You going to Mexico, you going to all these motherfucking places, but you can't give your son a hundred motherfucking dollars, nigga. You piece of shit. You piece of shit. Oh, she's just bitter. Fuck you. Oh, some real shit. Oh, some real... How, and I'm just like, but you know what, like I said, it's not just a fucking slap in the face from him. Oh, it's coming from above too. Because God makes sure I know these things. He made sure, and I just happened, like I said, my son didn't come and tell me this. I just happened to be walking through the living room when I heard him talk about this. He was joking about it to his friends. And I'm like, on top of, wow, it must be nice to sit there with motherfucking money in the motherfucking bank. Must be motherfucking nice. Too bad you won't give it to your mother getting under your motherfucking kids. Which is some cold shit. But nevertheless, you do what the fuck you want to do with your fucking money. But God, wow, you sure take care of yours, huh? I'm telling so it fully supports my thought of the more motherfuckers ain't shit and the more crooked and the more foul they are, the better off they fucking seem to be. That's always the motherfuckers that don't deserve it. It's not always. Let me take that back. It's usually the motherfuckers who don't fucking seem to deserve, who really deserve it. They get all the motherfucking breaks and get all the motherfucking cuts. While motherfuckers who probably really do deserve that shit, people who work towards the shit, deserve the shit, need the shit, they just get left in the motherfucking sand. But like I said, it just really rubs me the fucking wrong way because I'm like, motherfucker, you wasn't shit. And I mean wasn't shit. If you could sit on your ass, any man. Any one man, if you can sit on your ass knowing you have a family to take care of and a fucking family in need, especially desperate ass motherfucking need, 
and you can just sit on your ass and fuck around, that's the only thing you can do consistently, you ain't shit. On some real shit, I don't give a fuck how, the, how good the pussy is, how good the dick is, you ain't shit. And I dealt with that shit for years. Years. So yeah, it's a little bit of a slap in the face for me that's like, oh, now this motherfucking super motherfucking dude, right? You get with the next bitch and it's now all of a sudden you get your shit together. I guess I was the test. We were, Me and your kids were the test fucking family. He don't have no other kids, but you got another, you got a wife now that you seem to be taking pretty fucking good care of. You paying a motherfucking mortgage. I couldn't even get you to pay your half of the fucking rent, let alone the car note and the rest of the fucking bills. Not to mention how many times my mama had to come and fucking make groceries for us and take money out of her fucking pocket because you sitting on your ass cussing me out at the motherfucking um, at the fucking grocery store because she got to come and make motherfucking groceries because your ass ain't doing shit. Reminding me how much of a mistake I motherfucking made marrying this motherfucker. Well, now I'm in the game now, mama. So I really just thank you for making me fucking... I already felt like shit. Thank you for making me feel fucking worse. But I get it. She was frustrated. And so was I. Everybody seemed to be frustrated except for this punk motherfucker. Who was doing pretty motherfucking good now. So if I say when I say shit like we see the type of motherfuckers that God take care of. I see what you take care of. We see what you cater to. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? Fuck no, I'm not wrong. Hell no, I'm not wrong. I hit the nail on the motherfucking head as far as I'm concerned, which doesn't do anything but make me look at God even more sideways than I fucking did before. Than I did five minutes ago. Because he confirmed to me that you obviously ain't about shit either. Because this is the type of shit that you cater to. And I'm just... And all I get looked at as is the bitter motherfucking wife. Or the bitter ex-wife, excuse me. Whew, no. The bitter ex-wife. If I am bitter, I think I have every fucking right to be. Cause that's a hell of a slap in the motherfucking face. You only fucking you can only relate to it and understand it if you've fucking been through it, I guess. And I know there's enough motherfuckers out there with either a baby daddy or a baby mama who wasn't shit when they was with you. And then all of a sudden see them get their shit together somewhere after your ass to been dragged through the motherfucking mud on your goddamn face. It's like they use your ass for a sliding board and then once they fucking finish with your ass, they get off. Okay, I'm cool now. And they go on about their motherfucking life like, oh yeah, it's all rich and gravy. And you over there with, your, with footprints and shit on your back and scratches on your fucking face for being dragged through the motherfucking mud for fucking however fucking long. And then they have the audacity like my ex-husband to actually try to look down on your ass, try to have an attitude with your ass, treat you like you ain't shit. Nigga, the fuck out of here. And then the icing on the top, icing on the cake. God makes sure he take care of him. He makes sure he take care of him. I just can't get with that type of shit. Ain't no explanation. Ain't no preacher, pastor, motherfucking clergyman, nobody ass that can get me to understand that that type of shit is okay. To get me to look at God like, oh, we well, you know he's that's not what he did. No, get the fuck out of here with that shit. On oh, some real shit. To be labeled like that, oh, you're just bitter. Bitch, I ain't bitter. 
And if I am, I got every fucking reason to be. But, nigga, the last time I checked, this ain't your fucking issue. And you probably ain't had to deal with this shit anyway. So, nigga, but I bet you if you did have to deal with it, you might not look at it as motherfucker. Now, if it was even, I would still look at it like, wow, ain't this a bitch like I do now. But just on the simple strength that he's doing a whole lot better than me. I'm like, wow. And the fact, the fact that he looks at me like he got a fucking problem with me after riding my back for over a motherfucking decade. The fuck out of here, nigga. <laughs> ride my back. Now, my kids ride my back. That's who's supposed to ride your fucking back. Nigga, you became a fourth child. You, This nigga went from being a husband to a fourth motherfucking child. And I'm not supposed to have a problem with that. I'm supposed to be okay with that shit. Fuck out of here. So yeah, I take it a real I take it personal. I really do. When I see that nigga, my stomach turns. My stomach turns. And all this nigga had to pay for child support was a little bit of fucking nothing. And I mean a little when I say a little bit of nothing, I mean like two hundred dollars for three kids. Funny part about that is when I got the initial judgment, when my kids were you know, baby younger, after we, after we split up, the judge had it set for like 1400 a month. And he owed back child support. Let me tell you about my ex-husband, baby, hold up, wait a minute. Men, people who are paying child support, I'm going to need y'all to sit the fuck down on some real shit right now. I'm going to need you guys, anybody who is paying child support currently for a child, if you owe back child support, let me tell you something serious. But you might want to sit down for this. Especially those of y'all who are deep in debt. People who've got, um, people who have, um, back child support or your life is affected by child support in any fucking way. Anybody where child support is a thorn in your ass or it's a help ailment in your life. You might want to take a seat for this one. My ex-husband, this motherfucker is the jack of all trades. I don't know to this very day. Now, mind you, we deep into the motherfucking... They, my, our, our youngest is 18, so he ain't no more child support. And trust me, he quit that. He cut that shit off. That $200. Okay, $400. $200 every two fucking weeks for three kids. But we ain't gonna go there. But buckle up. Buttercups. For my niggas and my my people's out there paying child support, got child support issues. Let me tell you something. When I say my ex-husband is the jack of all trades, he is the motherfucking nigga. I don't know who he was fucking in the jail in the in the in the, in the um in the um child support system. I don't know what kind of connects this nigga got. But let me tell you about your boy. When we first got the fucking judgment from child support, he was supposed to pay $1,400 a month. Okay? This is when he had a, this is what during like, I think a month, month and a half, this motherfucker held a job. And he used to get good ass jobs. So it was $1,400 a month. Somehow he he you know he lost his job so he didn't pay it. But you know once they do give you the child support um child support things just because you lose your job it don't stop it just starts adding up adding up adding up correct. 
Let me tell you something. It hit 19, 20,000 fast with $1,400 a month for child support, right? It hit, he hit, it hit $20,000 and back child support like that. I, I, I can't even, I'm trying to keep my face straight saying this shit because it's unbelievable. Can I tell you that this motherfucker, we went back to fucking court, baby. This is how lucky this motherfucker is. He's the luckiest motherfucker on the planet. We went back to court. The judge says, sir, you owe 20000 something, 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 and some change in back child support. What do you plan on doing that? She gave this nigga 10 days to find a job. And you know what she also went so far as to do? She erased his back child support. She it went from nineteen thousand to zero. That's not the that's not the best part. That's not the best part. Trust me, I felt like when I was sitting in the fucking courtroom and this motherfucking judge said that, I felt like somebody took a twelve gauge and pulled the trigger right in my chest. But I wasn't there gonna show that shit. Absolutely motherfucking not. Not to this motherfucker, not in front of this. I felt like I was ex <laughs> I damn near fucking lost my breath. The judge erased his back child support. $20,000, go. And then it happened again. She left it at the, she left it at the fucking, um, she left it at the damn price, or the, the, the rate it was, which was $1,400 a month. It hit $20,000 again. Bam! We went back to court. They did it again. Second time. They said, she said, sir, this is your lucky day. We're going to erase your back child support. And we're going to take you back down to zero. You got 10 days to find a fucking job. I just knew I was dead. I just knew. I, there was no way I was hearing what the fuck I just heard. No fucking, this motherfucker just on the side of my ass cheesing like a motherfucking chest cat. Oh, yes. Not once, people. Twice, they eliminated all his back child support. Not once, but twice. And then they went so far as to cut the payments down from $1,400 to $400 a month. Now, those of y'all paying child support out there with these child support woes, I don't know if you are sitting on your ass right now with your mouth hanging open like I was when I first heard it, but let me tell you, I couldn't, if I wasn't there to witness it, I ain't no way in fucking hell I believe it. But that's what happened. This motherfucker, I used to tell him, you need to go play the lottery, bro. Like, on oh, some real shit. This nigga is the luckiest the luckiest nigga on the planet. Luckiest. So is his bitch. And if you want to hear why she's the luckiest bitch on the planet, you have to go back and listen to the fucking um my special edition um podcast. It's about two hours fucking long, but nevertheless, it's some real shit on there. These two motherfuckers, untouchable. To me, these niggas is like the fucking mafia on some real shit. I, you know, and it's crazy because everybody that I've told this story to, 
you know, throughout the years, you know, when the child support or something else come up, I always take the motherfucking cake with my story. Every fucking thing. When they just be sitting around talking about child support woes and shit like that, nigga, when I bring that shit, when I tell them about my shit, they be like, hell fucking nah. And I be like, hell fucking yeah. Look at my face. You think I be fucking talking about, joking about some shit like this? <laughs> nigga, this ain't nothing to joke about. But yeah, buddy. Oh, yes. So this motherfucker, in my opinion, is the luckiest nigga on the planet, aside from his bitch. Baby. So when I hear shit like, you know, this motherfucker having money in his account. Oh, you've been on your job for 10 years. Isn't that what? Oh, you just bought a house. Isn't that sweet? My mind can't help but to go backwards. Like, this punk motherfucker wasn't shit when we was together. Nigga, PG&E getting cut the fuck off. Not because, it's one thing if shit was happening like that when you got two people giving it their fucking all. But nigga, I'm paying a $600 car note, $1,500 for motherfucking rent. And I'm only bringing home motherfucking $2,200 a fucking month. Uh, no, I'm sorry, not 22, about, yeah, 25, something like that. But either way, enough to where niggas are struggling, because it ain't just about renting the car now. You got to buy food, you got to pay phone bills, you got to pay your electric bill, and whatever else, fuck else go wrong, right? Wouldn't it be nice to have some motherfucking help? Besides the motherfuckers sitting on the ass, crying every time you bring the shit up? Tomorrow, oh, no, what's wrong with me? What the fuck you mean? What the fuck do you mean? <sighs> Bruh. 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 I'm like, you gotta be fucked. I... <laughs> it was a nightmare going through it, but now looking back today, man, it, I, it, you talk about a motherfucker slapping the motherfucking grill. Like, nigga, you gotta be kidding me. And then you have the audacity, motherfucker, to have yourself calling yourself turning your fucking nose up at bitch. Oh, but then I'm just confrontational. I have no reason to be acting like this. <sighs> yeah, it's funny because he tells so many stories about me. But he tells convenient stories about how I go off. Yeah, I used to go the fuck off. What motherfucking woman wouldn't? Nigga, you cry too much. On top of it, you ain't doing shit. This motherfucker got, at one point, nigga, couldn't even stay awake while I go to work to watch our three kids who were four and two at the fucking time. My son called me at work. I'm like, where's your dad? Oh, he's on the floor sleeping. Nigga, you got a four-year-old and two two-year-olds running around. And you sleep. <laughs> and then the motherfucker used to always, oh, you just trying to kick me while I'm down. You just Get the fuck out of here, nigga. I used to tell that motherfucking nigga a hair fucking be moved off my motherfucking kids. Anything happened to my motherfucking kids because of your ass being fucking asleep, nigga. You may as well kill yourself, my nigga, because I'm you you threw. You threw. By the way, did you know these are your kids too? Nigga. I'd have been through it with this motherfucker. While he tells all these fucking horror stories about me. Cause I go the fuck off. Oh, nigga, but the thing is, it's crazy because I never got the chance. I wish I could just pop up as a gazoo while he's telling these motherfucking wonderful-ass horror stories about my ass. And be like, let me fill in the blanks for you motherfuckers while he's over here trying to make a bitch play a Picasso, painting a bitch out to be a monster. Let me tell you why. But if you go back and listen to my other, fuck, my other fucking podcast, 
The one that's two hours long. It's special edition something. Matter of fact, I'll go figure it out right now. I'll tell you exactly what the name of it is. But nevertheless, um, what well, I'm looking for. But either way, um, but yeah, Picasso, Picasso tried to paint so many motherfucking pictures, so many motherfucking, um, uh, yeah, such a horrible picture of my ass. And I'm like, but he leaves out all the good shit. That's the part that fucks me up. You leave out all the good shit. Yeah, I want to fuck off. Did you tell him why? Or I just woke up one day and was like, oh, I'm finna go to fuck off. So for me, to me, this nigga's been catered to all his fucking life. Catered mostly by his own fucking lies. But even God, you taking care of this motherfucker pretty fucking good to say you're leaving me out in the motherfucking cold. And on top of it, and I get a motherfucking bad rap. And I'm motherfucking bitter. And I'm a shit starter. Ain't this a bitch? And I can't get my feet on the fucking solid ground? Ain't this a bitch? Oh, and I'm not supposed to trip off of it too. God damn. All right. All righty then. All fucking righty then. On some real shit. Like, what the fuck? And I'm supposed to look at God like he's love? Like he give a fuck about somebody? Fuck out of here. Am I a little better? Yeah. It ain't because this motherfucker ain't weird together. Give a fuck about that. I'm just like, God, what a slap in the motherfucking grill. But I did what I had to do for me and my kids. This motherfucker just got to come along for the motherfucking ride. Just like he did when we went to fucking Disneyland. Which you can also, which also gets, that story also gets told in my previous fucking podcast. I'm not going to tell it now again because it's already been told. You got to go back and listen to that podcast to hear what the fuck this motherfucker with him and Disneyland, the him and Disneyland story. But it's amazing, though, to see the motherfuckers that God takes care of and who he leaves fucking hanging. And how he'll slap your ass in the face with life. How could I not take it personal? Who wouldn't take it personal? Maybe somebody who didn't have this fucking problem, but be like, well, I'm just going about my life. Yeah, you do go about your motherfucking life, fool. Yeah, you do. But nigga, don't act like nigga, you coming like you ain't got baggage that's coming with your ass. Like what you just don't ain't got no, no memory from the, from your past fucking life. All the struggles you went through, it was just a okay. Maybe if maybe if your life was a okay right now, maybe okay, fine, whatever. But it still don't give you the right to judge nobody else's situation. <laughs> Motherfuckers whose problem this ain't. Oh, they easy. Oh yeah, she's tripping. She better. She did. She that. Motherfucker, you wasn't there. And if a motherfucker used your ass like that, I don't know, maybe some people like being used. Everybody don't. So, nigga, if I have a problem with being used, how the fuck you gonna try to put that on my goddamn character? Motherfucker. On some real shit. Whew. But I just wanted to put that out there about how motherfuckers, you know, and it, like my bottom line though is how I look at God. Like you conniving motherfucker. And I got every, I got a thousand and one reasons to look at God as a conniving motherfucker. No, that's not stuff because that was his decision to do that. But nigga, God wrote the trick, wrote the, just like a fucking movie writer does. You write out how it's going to play out. He just played my ex-husband. He just played the fucking part. God wrote it out for it to go the way that it fucking did. And it didn't have to. Because if it had went well, it'd be like, oh, praise God. Jesus, oh, hallelujah. But since it didn't, it's all oh, you can't believe blaming God. The fuck you can't. The author and the finisher of our fucking life. Oh, God knows what you're going to do in the next five minutes. We sure the fuck don't. So, yeah, it's all on God. All of it. Every fucking bit of it. God wrote out the script. We played the fucking parts. 
but it's cool. Not really, but we tell ourselves that. We lie to ourselves all the time. How many times do you find yourself doing that shit in one day? It's cool, it's cool. No, a motherfucker well is not, but you just say, oh, it's cool, it's cool. That's all we can say. That's all we fucking can say. Thank you for listening to this podcast. This is just another glimpse from the into the into the dark side from the from the light side, bringing light to the dark side of life. Talking about those things that we deal with internally in our minds, heads, souls, and everything else that we don't speak up speak up on because we're afraid of what judgment is gonna come behind it. We're afraid of what people gonna say about us. We're afraid of what people gonna think about us. So we hide and we we mask our fucking feelings. Not anymore. They should have never told my ass about podcasting because I got some motherfucking stories to tell, folks. The shit that'll blow your motherfucking mind. But I tell it as a lesson. So that people know who feel like this, you're not alone. And you're not fucking, you may be an outcast. Because I'm an outcast. That's why my hashtag of all my fucking, of all my motherfucking um, podcasts is hashtag outcast underdogs. Because that's exactly what the fuck my ass is. And there's a million of us out there. Whether you want to admit it or not, it is nothing to be ashamed of. Because you know what? We didn't design our lives a lot of times to go the fucking way that it did. We didn't ask for it. We would serve the hand, just like when you bet when you're gambling and playing cards, you play with the hand that you're dealt. Ain't no sob stories. Ain't no violins. Ain't no woe is me. Ain't no victims. It's called reality, folks. Reality, and I don't know what the fuck is was wrong with people who just have a hard time accepting fucking reality on some real shit. Oh, if it's not positive, don't talk about it. Fuck that. We deal with it internally. We deal with it mentally. We deal. It fucks us up emotionally sometimes all day, every motherfucking day. But we can't talk about it. Fuck for. Oh, what people go talk about? People go. I don't give a fuck what people talking about. Run your mouth if you want to. But there's somebody, there are people, other people out here who can relate to exactly what the fuck I'm saying. I'm that voice. I'm shedding light on the dark side of fucking life. The shit that we deal with, that we think about, that eats us up from the inside out. I'm that voice that speaks about it. I don't give a fuck about fame. I honestly don't. I want my word, I want all my podcasts to be out there so people can know. People who feel like this can know that they are not fucking alone. And to just know sometimes that there are people who go through this type of shit. And fuck your judgment on some real shit. On some real shit. There are people out here hurting and suffering and thinking about all kinds of fucking shit. I'm just... Bold enough now to speak up on it. On some real shit. Podcasting is like the best fucking thing that's ever fucking happened. It's better than writing a book. It really fucking is. Because if you pay close enough attention, people tell you their life stories. People tell you their life fucking stories. But it's also a lesson within that story. And that's my fucking point. There's a lesson. There's something to fucking know. There's something to catch on on, catch on, catch on to. If you're paying attention enough. I don't get paid for this shit. <clears throat> Nor is that my intention. My ass is just a voice 
for the outcast underdogs. I am misunderstood, a.k.a. Miss Nobody. Thank you again for listening. Please share the link. Share it with your family, your friends, your folks, your co-workers, your loved ones, whoever. Send it in the text message. Send it in the email. Send it in the skywrite. Who knows? Whatever way you do, play it out loud. Just tell your peoples about it. Let people know. It's this woman out here. She's speaking on some real life shit. And if you read the intro to my podcast, I know it's long. I know it's long. But if you read the intro to my podcast, my podcasts are about regular, everyday people. Not elite people. Not people who got their shit together. Not people. Just regular people doing the everyday motherfucking struggle. Dealing with the everyday ups and downs of motherfucking life. Regular ass shit. I ain't no Dr. Phil. I'm not trying to be an overnight celebrity or sensation. I'm just a regular ass person. Living life as best I fucking can. Dealing with the fucking hands that is fucking dealt to my ass. And trying to get through it the best way I can without taking the motherfucking hand off. <laughs> On some real shit. I'm a motherfucker who's been pushed not to, but just damn near over my fucking limit of toleration of bullshit. And I still have to keep fucking going. And I just talk about the tolls that it takes on us as people. I'm not a superhuman. I don't understand superhumans. Superhumans are people who just act like everything is okay. Nothing gets to them. Nothing's worth tripping off of. Everything is just nothing. It's just no big deal. Until something happened to your ass. But until that happens, and that usually doesn't happen to superhumans, superhumans act like they don't give a fuck about it. Like, they don't care about shit. Like, nothing gets to me. No, I'm a real human being, baby. I'm a real human being. I got these things called feelings and emotions, and I am very much in tune with them. Ain't proud of it. Once again, y'all, I am misunderstood, a.k.a. Miss Nobody. I'll check you out, people.